dazzling images on a huge silver screen. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this, and stories feel perfect and powerful. Because here, they are. Welcome to a, another mini-sode of In a Place Like This. I have designated this month Mini-sode because it is almost exclusively mini-sodes. And, and also, it's the month of May. Um, yeah. So, yeah, today's episode is going to be uh, the May edition of What Am I Watching? Those of you who tuned in to the last mini-sode know that I uh, already announced the next full episode due to... Um, scheduling with my guest, which, you know, sometimes that does get difficult. We are all adults with our own lives and stuff. Uh, we're not going to be able to record that until the week of the 30th. So because of that, I'm going to be designating this month kind of exclusively towards the minisodes. Uh, I'm going to kind of front load this with the announcement for the month of June, though. So on top of the first episode uh, that I'm very excited to talk about with After Yang, I already have a guest lined up for the full episode after that. And the plan is to have back-to-back-to-back full episodes. Uh, that's right, that is three full episodes, with After Yang being the first. The second one is going to be on LGBTQ plus films. Uh, that is going to be our Pride Month episode. Now, this is a subject that is very near and dear to my heart. I'm very excited to talk about this with my guest, who is also very excited to talk about it. Uh, after some discussions and just the fact that there is just so much ground to cover that there's no way we're going to be able to fit all of that in a one-hour episode. Uh, that's going to be this show's first two-parter. That's right. The uh, Pride Month episode is going to be a two-month episode where we discuss just the huge, rich, complicated, weird, uh, inspiring, and disappointing at times, but this huge history on LGBTQ plus films, and I am so excited to discuss this. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't wait. Uh, that's coming up for June. June is going to be a month of at least three full episodes, so that should make up for the fact that we had a bit of a dry spell this month. So, what have I been watching in the month of May? Uh, Obviously, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, yeah, this one, I, I knew I was going to enjoy it. I mean, I've, I'm totally a sucker for everything Marvel will throw my way. Uh, but this one, I think, is like, it belongs in the upper tier, personally. Um, it's always a treat when, and I'm not going to say that it doesn't fall into a lot of the pratfalls that uh, a lot of the Marvel naysayers uh, complain about it does but also it's refreshing when they do let the director do their thing like Sam Raimi got to make more or less a Sam Raimi movie within the canon which means this and, and I'm not even talking about like the stuff that when I say Sam Raimi movie as much as I love his Spider-Man films 
I'm talking more like, more along the lines of Army of Darkness, Evil Dead. Like, he brought horror, like legit horror to the franchise, and it was magical. Um, the, uh, Elizabeth Olsen delivers what I think is one of the best performances in the entire Marvel canon here. She is ridiculously good. And the fan servicey stuff that uh, I thought was going to be in the movie, there was. <laughs> there was a little bit. Uh, they kind of relegated it to just one scene. It wasn't like uh, Spider-Man No Way Home where like every other scene was, hey, remember this guy? Remember this guy? Remember this guy? Remember this guy? And, you know, uh, no shade there. I love that movie, too. But over here, yeah, they had one scene for that. And then after that, it was more like it was a Doctor Strange movie. You know what? It was a Doctor Strange movie, yes. But it was also a Wanda Maximoff movie, which makes it even better. Like, this is, yeah. I know that there are a lot of people who are disappointed. There's always going to be a divisiveness whenever a film director brings their own flavor to uh, not just Marvel, though Marvel, yeah. I mean, uh, Iron Man 3 got a lot of flack when Shane Black made a Shane Black movie that happened to have Iron Man in it. Um, also, I love that one, too. But you see it in Star Wars when Ryan Johnson threw his own spin on it, which, <laughs> once again, love that one. Um, but, yeah. I, I'm I'm here for it, and I kind of want them to do more of that. I want them to take more of those risks, uh, take more of those swings. If I, again, for me, I don't want it to be like this is the only kind of movie we get from now on. Absolutely not. But considering just how much of our discussion, including right here in this podcast, we're placing on Marvel. Uh, I think at the very least we should be getting more stuff like this, like play with genre, do different things. Like again, this is a this is kind of a horror film, and I love it. I love it. Also, a little bit late uh, to this one, but I did finally get around to watching the unbearable weight of massive talent. Okay, do you like Nicolas Cage? Because this movie is for you. Uh, yeah. If you, it's like Nicolas Cage had to have watched that video where they took every moment of him freaking out in a movie and made a supercut out of it. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it. Everyone's seen that video. This movie is a tribute to that, and Nick Cage just owned it. And I just love that he had that sense of humor about himself to do this. Uh, Pedro Pascal is also hilarious in this. This is a funny, funny movie. And again, if you like Nicolas Cage, if you like his movies, if you like just the fact that he is, does his eccentric acting performances, you should love this one. It made me want to go back and watch uh, all of the previous Nicolas Cage movies, as well as Paddington 2. Uh, you'll see why when you watch the movie. By the way, side note, if you have not seen Paddington 2, uh, uh, not to be dramatic, but that is one of the greatest motion pictures ever made. Uh, in fact, for a hot minute, it was like 
rated above Citizen Kane, and I was not mad about that. So that goes to show how amazing that movie is. I also went ahead and looked at a couple more of the films that were recommended to me by Shane Anderson, one of which was What's Up, Doc? A film by Peter Bogdanovich, uh, starring Ryan O'Neill and the amazing Barbara Streisand. It, I knew I was going to enjoy it, but I did not know how much I was going to enjoy it. This is like an old-school screwball comedy, and I just could not stop laughing. This movie was hilarious. This movie was just so good. All the actors were firing on all cylinders. Uh, Ryan O'Neill, Barbara Streisand were giving, like, peak career performances here. And uh, Madeline Kahn, this was her first movie, and she was awesome in this, too. Uh, if you, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen it, oh my gosh, it's on HBO Max right now. Go see it. It is so good. It is a classic, just an absolute classic of comedy. And the other one was One Cut of the Dead from the producers of Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes. Uh, this one was cool. This is like, there, there's nothing else quite like this movie. And... There's just such a joy and creativity to how they put all of this together. And it's probably one of the best zombie movies I've ever seen. So yeah, check that one out as well. That one's on Shudder as of now, so totally worth a look. After Yang, I went and saw that over the week, uh, last weekend. Uh, that one's on Showtime. I'm going to be discussing that more on the full episode. Just, this is one of the must-see movies of 2022, so give that one a look. There's one that's available on multiple free streaming services. I saw it on Freevee, which is formerly IMDb TV. Uh, it's all connected to Amazon Prime anyway. Uh, Baraka, which was... There's no narrative behind this movie it's just showing you the power of imagery in films it just kind of shows different landscapes around the world and yeah this is like this is just a movie you could just vibe with it's one of the most beautifully shot movies ever made another documentary which i mentioned in the previous full episode sherman's march uh, the, the one that has that really long and very strange title. Again, uh, when I described it in the last episode, I didn't quite capture what it was, but there were some, like, really interesting filmmaking ideas here, and just, it has this, like, really charming home movie quality to it. It's kind of a joy to watch. Um, it totally worth it. This one's on Canopy. Um, Sherman's March. Uh, there's a full title for it, but you could just find it under Sherman's March. It's pretty good. It's a, it's an exquisite time capsule of the 1980s. Let's just go with that. If you're into something a little bit more artistically inclined, Strawberry Mansion, which you have to get on demand as of now, but that is, this is like kind of a very strange and interesting movie. Uh, it's 
surrealism dialed up to 11. So if if you enjoy things like by, uh, say, Salvador Dali, uh, you may enjoy this film. Uh, the whole thing is about, like, oh my gosh, you know what, I'm not even going to describe it. Just give it a look when you have a chance. Uh, you may find it uh, to your liking. Again, just so you know, the narrative is, um, uh, let's just say, very very uh, artsy. So if that is not to your liking, uh, but, you know, it is to mine. So there's that. I caught the Adam Project on Netflix. That's a lot of fun. This is just, you know, it's Ryan Reynolds doing his Ryan Reynolds shtick in a time travel adventure. You know what? I, I enjoy that. I like it. It's fun. So no complaints from me. I had to find a DVD copy of this one. Uh, Netflix's uh, DVD service, by the way, still a thing and still very useful if you're trying to find one of those harder to find films. I caught uh, a classic film called Portrait of Jenny. Uh, very interesting uh, fantasy romance. The only issue I have with it um, it's kind of like similar story to like picture of Dorian Gray, like a character who is like rapidly aging. And yeah, uh, at the beginning of the movie, she is a child, but the actress playing her is still Jennifer Jones. Um, Jennifer Jones is not a child at the filming of this film at all. She is an adult. Uh, she plays the adult version of the character. Uh, so that was a choice that, you know, maybe I wouldn't have gone with. But uh, overall, I thought it was a very original and well-made film. Finally caught Adrian Lyne's uh, Deep Water, which is on Hulu, starring Anna de Armas and Ben Affleck. Okay, this movie is nobody's best work. I'm going to be honest with that. But, um, you know what? It's fun. I enjoyed it. I, I, I did enjoy it. It was a fun movie. I mean, from the guy who brought us Fatal Attraction, uh, obviously you would have probably expected something a little bit better. But for what it is, it, it's enjoyable. It's worth a look. Especially if you're into, like, that erotic thriller. Like, it's... It's fun. It's not the best of anything, but it's fun. Last night, as of this recording, I got a chance to watch the new Firestarter. Um, okay, so when I first checked its tomato meter, uh, it was like hovering at the 30s, which, you know, that's not great, but I sometimes will enjoy a movie with that low of a rating. So I went to see it, and... After watching it, I came home and I noticed that the rating had dropped to like 16%. And honestly, um, I didn't think it was that bad. I'm not going to say it like, I'm not going to tell you to go see it. Um, this is definitely one that has some cool ideas. Could, could have pushed them a little further, in my opinion. It had opportunities to be great that it just didn't take. The pacing was like very weird and wonky and didn't quite give the characters time to grow. Um, there were a lot of 
there there were a lot of things that happen in the film that didn't feel earned by the film. That being said, I thought it was a pretty fun horror flick, if forgettable. Um, I think uh, the young actress Ryan Kira Armstrong is showing amazing uh, promise as uh, as an actress. Um, She does a pretty good job here. And John Carpenter, who scored the movie, did a fantastic job. The score is easily the highlight of the film. Uh, Feels like something out of the 80s, 70s or 80s. And I feel like that's the vibe that uh, the filmmakers were going for. Uh, Could it have been better? Uh, Yeah, yes, of course. It absolutely could have been better. Um, But given its tomato meter, it's not... It's not that bad. Uh, 16%, like, for me, that's like, this is legendary bad. And this is just kind of, it, it, it's okay. It, it's it's an okay movie. It's not, but yeah. I mean, it, it's on Peacock, so if you have the time to spare, well, you know, you, you could, it, honestly, if you don't like it, you could turn it off. It's not like you lost anything, uh, assuming you have Peacock. But, you know, other than that, I I don't have too many, like, super negative things to say about this one at least not as much as a lot of people did i don't know um i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm the outlier here i didn't think it was that bad uh since the initial recording um i actually had a chance to watch a couple more movies that i wanted to mention on this episode first is uh the lost city the action adventure comedy starring uh sandra bullock and channing tatum i could not get over how fun that movie was i enjoyed myself watching it the two of them worked phenomenally well together it was an exciting film uh daniel radcliffe plays a great villain um this wonderful romp is on paramount plus and just tonight, I uh, had a chance to watch one that kind of slipped under everyone's radar. Um, the Outfit, starring uh, Mark Rylance. This, I'm going to use air quotes to describe it as simple. It's really not simple at all. Uh, there's a lot going on here, even though like Graham Moore and the cast just make all of it look easy. It slaps. This is an old school style thriller with great acting, just so tight, so skillfully made. Uh, I can't talk this one up enough. You just have to see it for yourself. This one's on Peacock. On uh, on TV, I'm watching Our Flag Means Death. It's amazing. Uh, if you enjoy anything by, say, Taika Waititi or, you know, what we do in the shadows, anything like that, this should be right up your alley. It's one of the most fun things on TV right now. Uh, So check that one out. Our flag means death on HBO Max. And obviously there are movies that I mentioned in the May preview episode that have not yet come out. Um, I will be mentioning them as I see them, um, I have one more mini-sode, probably, before the next full episode. This is going to be the June preview, so uh, on there maybe I can discuss um, Men, the Alex Garland horror film. Looking forward to that one. Uh, I don't know if 
I, I'm not entirely sure if I will have seen Top Gun or Bob's Burgers prior to that. So I may bring it up on the full episode. Um, just because those are like end of the month films. Uh, not much I can really do there. I may be focused too focused on the full episode to do any minisodes with that one. So I will be mentioning those after I see them. I've heard nothing but good things about Top Gun. Like I'm hearing like the difference between this film and the predecessor is just like there's no comparison. And that is saying something because uh, Top Gun may not be the best reviewed film of all time. The original, the 1986 one. But it's kind of beloved. So for people to look at the sequel and go, oh, no, no, this one blows that one out of the water. Yeah. And that has been the mini-sode for today. Uh, the third mini-sode in May, mini-sode. Um, you know, you know, just head on to the so socials. If, if that joke doesn't work for you, feel free to let me know. Uh, I look, I'm just throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks, okay? Anyway, um, I have one more mini-sode set for next week. We're going to be going through the June preview. Uh, I'm also going to be outlining the episode on After Yang. I'm going to be outlining the two-parter uh, Pride Month episode, which, once again, I'm all three of these, I'm, like, super excited to talk about them. Oh, my gosh. Um, I cannot wait. And... You know, it, any questions you could you have, any recommendations, any corrections, uh, all of those, throw them on the socials in a place like this podcast on Instagram, in a pod like this on Twitter. Uh, it could be read out on the episode. Um, I, this engagement, I want to do more of it. The questions do not have to pertain to the episodes, but if you would like them to be for that specific episode, you can. Uh, I'm sure that there are plenty of questions to be had about like uh, LGBTQ plus films, or if you've seen After Yang uh, and you know may want to know a little bit more about that, about like how it connects to our society at, as a whole. Uh, that's also like good ground for questions and stuff. Um, I'm ready to answer them. My guest may want to as well. Um, again, also, if you would like to be a guest on the show, if you have a topic you want to discuss or you want to discuss one of mine, I'll let you know what those are. Um, just hit it again. Hit me up on the socials. And uh, that's about it. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope you are not just entertained, but somehow reborn together.